You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode 13. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Today on the podcast, I'll be answering the question, how can I find peace while living with sugar-crazed kids in a sugar-crazed culture? We'll talk about how to yell less by saying no more, followed by a supermom kryptonite, a secret energy drain that you might not know is making you tired, and a supermom power boost to boost up your energy. Today's question comes from Lisa. My kids are constantly pressuring me for sweets. They ask for sugary cereal when they wake up in the morning and cookies after school and dessert before they go to bed. My daughter tells me that other kids tease her when she brings healthy food to school. She wants processed junk food like everyone else. Everywhere we go, people are offering junk to my kids. Lollipops at the bank, donuts after a soccer game, birthday celebrations at school. It's everywhere. My kids spot it, start begging for it, and keep pressuring me until I give in or yell. It's been happening more lately where I get so sick of their constant asking and begging that I scream, yell, and throw a freaking tantrum. How can I find peace while living with sugar-crazed kids in a sugar-crazed culture? All right, this is a good one. So the parent educator response is, you teach your kids how to treat you. Intermittent reinforcement is a conditioning schedule in which a reward or punishment is handed out in random intervals. Okay, so there's this word psychologists use called intermittent reinforcement, and it's highly addictive. (laughs) Gambling is an example of intermittent reinforcement. You never know when you're going to win and when you're going to lose, but that rare occasion when you do come out ahead is so wonderful that it keeps us coming back for more. And the anticipation that at any moment we could be rewarded is what keeps us going, keeps us interested, keeps us addicted. So in Lisa's case, she may be unknowingly reinforcing her kids begging and pleading by intermittently giving in and saying yes. So they beg their mom, please, can I have what I have, can I have? And finally, she might be like, okay, fine, yes, you can have one piece or whatever. But when she does that, she's reinforcing the behavior that her kids did in order to get the retreat. If Lisa said yes right away every time, there would be no need for begging. Her kids wouldn't act that way. If she said no every time they asked for sweets, they would get bored and stop asking, or they'd just take it when she wasn't looking. Without realizing it, Lisa may have created a scenario where her kids are randomly rewarded for their begging and pleading. Not only because intermittent reinforcement can be addictive, but because the reward is sugar. Sugar releases dopamine in the brain. Dopamine is the reward chemical in all of our brains. That's what feels good. It's like what makes us want to come back for more. 
It floods the brain with feel-good chemicals, making the sugar high a fabulous reward and worth the occasional no or mommy temper tantrum. (laughs) So they're willing to sacrifice this yelling, getting yelled at, or having mom say no, because when they get this reward, it's so delicious. It gives them that dopamine in their brain. For Lisa to get her kids to stop begging for sugar and for her to stop yelling, she needs to pick a rule. Honestly, any rule will do, (laughs) but she just needs to stay consistent with reinforcing it. Okay, so every time they ask, she says no. Or as soon as they ask more than twice, it's always a no. That way you stop the begging and the pleading. So if Lisa can create a boring situation for the kids where they don't get rewarded for asking and begging mom for sweets, they'll stop asking. In essence, she can yell less by saying no more. So now I want to move on to the life coaching answer because really this is hard to do, okay? It's great to know what to do. Okay, I just have to come up with a rule any rule, and stick to it like glue. That's it. But that's hard for us to do. Why is it so hard? Let's dive in. It sounds like Lisa is battling something many moms struggle with, balancing doing the right thing with making our kids happy. Americans eat way too much sugar, hands down. (laughs) Nobody argues with that. Sugar is a highly inflammatory food, Inflammation is the root of all disease. Since we care about our children's health, the right thing to do is to limit sugar intake. Purchase, prepare, pack, and serve healthy foods so that our kids will be healthy. Whatever everyone else wants to do is their business. We're not going to dictate what other parents should do. We're not going to dictate what the culture should be like. All we have to do is focus on ourselves and what our values are around creating healthy kids. If other kids' parents have different values, so be it. If banks and dry cleaners want to offer candy to your kids, let your kids decide or have them practice saying a polite, like, no thank you, right? Like, you can say, okay, yes, if somebody else offers it to you, fine, that's the rule. Or every time somebody else offers you candy, you say, no thank you, very politely. Consistency and conviction are the keys to making this become a non-issue. But (laughs) those two things are hard to come by because although we care about our children's health, we also really like making our kids happy. We love it when their face lights up with joy and excitement. They look at us like every dream came true in the form of a frosted cookie. (laughs) And we are the granters of their dreams. We grant them permission for sugary sweet. Then we are the givers of joy and happiness, and they know it. That's what gives us us a hit of dopamine. The reward center in our brain goes off saying, more of this, please. And we get hooked on being the source and provider of joy to our children. This makes us want to hang on to all decision-making power so we can bathe in this mutual happiness and dopamine with our sugar-eating happy kids. 
Okay? So you've got these two competing beliefs. One says, I want my kids to be healthy. One says, I want my kids to be happy. So it's easy to get stuck in a cycle of frustration because they're pulling in opposite directions. This can lead to what I call the exploding doormat syndrome. (laughs) This is when you get so tired of the begging, the pleading from your kids, but also the back and forth negotiations of these two competing voices in your brain that you end up just exploding and yelling out of frustration. (laughs) You're just like, I tolerate it. Yes, fine. Okay, whatever. No. And you suck it up, suck it up. You're like, put up with it. You tolerate all this annoying behavior. And then all of a sudden you just can't take it anymore and you explode and yell. So when you say yes a lot, it leads to an exploding doormat. So the more you say no, this is bothering me. I don't like the begging and no to the voices in your head that are battling it out, the less yelling you'll end up doing. You just want your kids to stop asking so you don't have to listen to the negotiations going on inside your head. But because of the random reinforcement, your kids have been trained to ask. So it's easier to change mom's behavior at this point than it is to try and get the kids to stop asking because they've been trained. They know it works for them and they get the dopamine hit when it does. So In order to quiet down these two competing voices in the brain, mama needs to make a decision ahead of time. Do you ever wonder why some moms don't struggle with this problem at all? It's because they have made a decision ahead of time. Here are some examples of decisions moms have made and communicated to their child to stop the sugar battle once and for all. Number one. You can have one treat a day. If you want this treat first thing in the morning, fine, but that's it for the rest of the day. If someone offers you candy later, you can accept it, but you have to save it for eating until the next day. You can collect as many treats as you want, but you only get to eat one a day. Number two, you know what? I'm done. (laughs) I am not going to monitor your sugar intake anymore. If you eat so much that you feel sick and throw up, then maybe you'll learn natural consequences. This is your opportunity to learn what foods make your body feel good and what foods make your body feel bad. If, however, you're so full of junk food that you stop eating the healthy food that I am providing for you, then I will take that responsibility back. Number three, no treats during the week. We save that for weekends. Decision number four, you have to earn your desserts. Score a goal. Win a donut. Let your brother go first. Earn some fruit snacks. Clean the bathroom. We'll bake cookies together. Eat your vegetables. You'll get ice cream. Do something you're scared to do, like give an oral report in school or try out for the school play. Eh, we'll go to Starbucks and win a treat there. So these are four different decisions that moms have made that give them peace around sugar. The rule that you choose to make isn't as important as sticking to it. And when you stick with it, you want to do it with self-pride, conviction, and consistency. It needs to feel really aligned with your values and what you want. Think about 20 years from now, 
what are the results you're going to get by listening to these two different voices? One says, I want my kids to be healthy. The result of you listening to that voice will be healthier kids. <laughs> they will probably respect your authority a little bit better and possibly have good boundaries themselves when it comes to their eating and their choice of foods. Maybe. We don't really know. If you listen to the voice that says, I want to make my kids happy, and you put that down the road 20 years, well, first of all, this thought, I want my kids to be happy, is going to get you into trouble when adolescence hits and they're just grumpy and cranky all the time. Because <laughs> then you're, all the sugar in the world is not going to turn that around. But you will bend yourself over backwards trying to get that feel-good dopamine hit of seeing them happy. Because that felt so good to you and you just want to make them happy so that you can kind of bathe in that dopamine. But adolescence has a different agenda. So you might want to think about letting it go of, I want my kids to be happy before they turn into teenagers. But I want you to th put this down the road even further and say, like, are you going to let them drink alcohol and smoke pot because it makes them happy? Are you going to buy them their dream car because that's what they want and you get to watch them be happy? The thing is that kids aren't supposed to be happy all the time. Like to say like you're only allowed to experience this like sh very small range of emotions. You can have happiness and excitement, but nothing else. <laughs> That's not really part of the human experience. Being a human means you get to have a access to the wide, full range of emotions. And so when we want our kids to be happy all the time, and they're not meant to, then us trying to make them so is going to exhaust you and make you and them miserable. Because if they're not happy all the time, they feel like there's something wrong, they're not doing it right. So the best thing to do is to focus on making you happy, mama, not your kids. If you are tired of yelling and being an exploding doormat, if that term resonates with you, then focus on making decisions that you feel good about. When you have a very clear no, there's no need for yelling, no matter how much your kids beg and plead. You get to be a mom that you admire today and 20 years down the road. Happiness comes and goes. It's fleeting. It's momentary. So you want to make decisions based on what will make you proud of yourself in the long term. Today's Supermom Kryptonite is false joy. So false joy is anything that brings you joy and happiness in the short term, but leaves you feeling kind of yucky in the long term. So eating sugar is a great example of this. It gives you a boost of energy. You love the taste of it. Your mouth is happy. But in the long term, it can give you weight gain, increased chance of disease, make you feel sluggish, low energy. It might be more of a temporary joy rather than a long-term joy. You want to be aware of the false joy hangover. You have fun shopping and splurging on things you don't need at Target, but the next day you end up hiding your packages in the trunk because you feel regretful and shameful, and then you have to pay the bill. And that's when you get the false joy hangover. You stay up late binge-watching an entire season on Netflix, and it feels so delicious. But then the next morning, you wake up feeling exhausted. When something brings you joy, 
How do you know if it's real long-lasting happiness or if it's a false joy that's going to leave you feeling a little bit hungover? You can tell by imagining how you're going to feel tomorrow or just observing and noticing how you feel the next day. Should you splurge on a vacation to Disney World? Of course it's going to be joyful. It's the happiest place on earth. But how will you feel after you get back? Will you be glad that you went and spent? Or will you be so stressed and in debt that it's going to leave you feeling hungover? Only you know the answer. Are you too tired to go to the gym? Does that ever happen to anybody? They're like, oh, I'm so tired. I think I'm just going to take a nap. Oh, feel taking a nap feels more joyful to me right now in this moment than going to the gym does. So how do you know if it's a real joy or a short-term temporary false joy that's going to leave you feeling hungover? You'll know by what you regret later. If you've got a cold coming on and you go work out, you're going to feel worse after the gym and you're going to wish that you hadn't gone and that you had gone to bed and taken a nap. If, however, you feel more energized after the exercise and you're glad you went and glad it's over, then this is you following real, authentic, long-lasting joy. Okay, so in order to determine false joy from real joy is you want to pay attention to the hangover portion. Today's Supermom Power Boost is green smoothies. Drinking your vegetables makes it easier to get the recommended amount. Green smoothies can improve your energy, your mental clarity, boost your immune system, improve digestion, hydrate your skin, making you look younger, and help you lower cholesterol, blood pressure, and weight. It's brilliant. Also, without the weird textures and smells, green smoothies are more palatable for you and for many kids. The look of them, however, turns many people off. There are many varieties And a lot of them taste quite sweet, so don't assume that they taste bad. In order to get kids to drink green smoothies, mom needs to drink them without turning her nose up. Your kids need to see you drinking a smoothie and enjoying it if they're going to try it. So to get over the look of them, try bringing your ego on board. Chances are your favorite Hollywood celebrity is drinking green smoothies. You don't get to be that thin by eating french fries and hamburgers, right? So imagine that you're hanging out with your favorite celebrity, sitting on a patio in LA in the sunshine. You're being admired by passerbys. The paparazzi's taking pictures of you. Think about how cool you look drinking your green juice, nibbling on raw carrots and hummus, just like the celebrities do. Imagine that people in your hometown are impressed by you. How does she drink something that looks so gross? She must be so strong not to indulge in junk food. Look at her skin. It's just glowing and she looks so young. It must be those green smoothies. So we can feed our ego inside our own imagination to give us more energy. It feels good, but to give us double the energy by drinking a green smoothie and pretending like people are admiring you. Our egos are pretty powerful, so why not use them to help us get the long-term happiness that we crave? Today's quote 
is from Audrey Hepburn. The most important thing is to enjoy your life. To be happy is all that matters. Audrey Hepburn. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you leave a review. Let me know how you like it. And I will love you and leave you. Take care. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.